Brilliant. Hi, everyone. It's Obi Abuchi here with the Leading From Your Core podcast and vodcast. This show is dedicated to helping leaders all around the world discover leadership wisdom, stories, and insights that will enable you to tap into the power of leading from the inside out. And I'm delighted to welcome on the show today, Tommy Edwards. Uh, Tommy is the founder and chief executive of Tedbury, a technology company providing digital transformation to forward-thinking businesses through a wide pool of creative talent from emerging countries. She's an award-winning serial tech entrepreneur. And one thing that we'll be diving deep into today is her vision. She's got an incredible vision to be part of a world in which businesses of all sizes have access to the tools they need to grow and transform their organizations and also the exceptional talent that she works with, regardless of their age, the location, their race or gender, that they have access to opportunities they need to make an impact and build a career that is solely dependent on their abilities. So really exciting vision. Look forward to diving deep into that. Tommy, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, Opie. It's brilliant to be here. Brilliant. Well, um, I know a rich conversation that will have really inspiring seeing all of the work that you are doing. Uh, just so our listeners and viewers get to know who you are, it's how did you go from a wet? Just tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming this award-winning serial entrepreneur. Um, what's your journey into it? Okay, so um, it really depends on where to begin. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good point. Yeah. Well, where do I start? <laughs> yeah, because I think that there were different turning points. Um, I think for me, I discovered I was an entrepreneur at the age of 16. And, and that happened when I had to manage. Um, I was back in Nigeria then. So when I had to manage um, a superstore for my mom while she traveled for six months, I discovered the law of demand and supply and figured out I could actually um, start a mini business. So I started to um, buy some um, what we call um, African wax for very, very busy bankers who I have to go and give money to every single day. I then had to create a way for them to buy now, pay later, which allowed me to go into multiple branches. So from there, I discovered, oh, interesting. Um, I'm an entrepreneur, but I still had to go to school. <laughs> sure, <laughs> like, man, can I give up the school business and just start making the money? <laughs> I love it. Because I thought, all oh, right, this is cool cash. That was that was that was that was, that was my my very first experience, and um, that has always stayed with me in every single thing I did. But then transitioning and coming into the UK, I came to study to do other things and. I transitioned into tech, um, working as a business analyst. And I found myself working um, with large corporations on digital transformation projects. But my very first taste of business analysis wasn't digital transformation. It was more of um, pretty much data manipulation and things like that, and data analysis. I didn't really like that aspect, but when I found um, myself working on a digital transformation project. Um, it was, a, was such a large project, the sort of impact that I had to make on that project, the impact that the project made in the end in terms of how it transformed the way in which 
we use apps, how it transforms the way in which we make our lives easier. I fell so in love with it. And I felt that, how, what can I do if I could do this and um, alongside a, a whole lot of team to make this happen for this organization? What else, what are all the problems out there that we could use technology wow. to solve? And I think that was the beginning of, uh, of the whole Ted Free idea. So um, I created the company, registered it, but didn't do anything with it for a few years. And I was thinking, what can I do? And one of the ideas that I, I, a lot of ideas came, I had about six, seven or eight that I, but the one that I really went ahead to push on with was um, an event idea, which I called Event Brie. And that idea came to me well, while I figured out that it was quite difficult for us to find um, suppliers during my wedding. Um, it was difficult to find suppliers. It was difficult to really get reviews to know that this is such a good supplier. And um, it was after a while, I had to do the same thing for a friend. And I realized that the problem still existed. So I felt, okay, let's do something with it with Eventbrite. So Eventbrite was using artificial intelligence to bring together um, suppliers and also customers together. And so based on the AI system, we recommend um, the supplier you need to use for what you are looking for. So it's what it was like an event concierge service. And that was basically how it started. It, it was well received. And I later realized that, okay, for it to really do well, we need to scale and be in multiple countries. Sure. I, yeah. So my quest for technology didn't stop there. So we have Eventbrite as a going concern and it pretty much created a team that started to manage that on there. But I felt like there are bigger problems I really need to look at. And one of it was we developed um, Eventbrite. What if we create a way, and this is while trying to find money, by the way, so it wasn't deliberate, okay, just leave event. No, it was a matter of how do we find the money we need to be able to grow very quickly. So I said, since we created Eventbrite, lots of people ask me, who developed this? Well, like, oh, we developed it. What if we develop things for other people and they pay us for it? And with that, we're able to get the funds that we need to then scale the things we need to scale. Mm. And that was where the idea of Tedbury as a brand really, really came in. So I looked at myself and I'm like, okay, I'm a product of Nigeria. I went to school in Nigeria. I came to the UK in 20, uh, 2004. And um, I know there's so many uh, doctors, um, lawyers, creatives, a lot of people that I know from that background uh, we, 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 that uh, are very, very, you know, they're well-educated and they actually work very hard and think outside the box. But then there is a unique factor, the fact that what's the, the standard of living in Nigeria, what you need to pay someone for every single month is very, very different from what you need in the UK. Mm. So this is where the idea came. What if I match my worlds together? I have over um, 13 plus years experience within the digital transformation industry in the UK for Fortune 500 companies. I know how corporates work. I understand how to create and deliver digital transformation. We know how to de develop and build applications. I understand software engineering, and I also happen to understand digital marketing. So what if we build a company whereby we get talents from different parts of the world we assess them to know that they could do what they could do. 
and then build a platform where what they need to deliver is delivered within the platform. And then think about a Trello kind of platform or mm -hmm. a Jira kind of platform, which has processes within the platform that the customers could come in there and check every single milestone that they need to approve in order to make their projects actually successfully delivered. Mm -hmm. That was the whole point of Tedbury. So we went about creating a platform whereby within the platform is manned by processes. Mm -hmm. So you have the different, we bring, we put together a team for you to be able to say, oh, okay, I need to develop this application. Or it could just be a website, or you could just want to market something, mm. but you don't have the team to do it. So then we then become an extension of your team. We become your partner, your tech and marketing partner, so we call it. And so we put together a team for you, and that team then have to do different things. So we have clients that have six, seven projects with different team members sure. on the different projects, and everything is delivered within the application in itself. So that is how Tedbury Hub and Tedbury kind of like started. And that's how it's been going. But that's transitioned. As we're doing that, we have that. But we're now thinking, how do we keep getting this talent? How do we get this talent trained? How do we get them equipped? How do we sure. then bring them into this old cycle? How do we create like a sausage factory as sure. you know, that keeps rolling and rolling? And then that, that brought about um, what we are doing simultaneously with Tedbury at the moment, which is called Tech One Million. So um, with Tech One Million, this is where the vision and the latter part of the vision sure. is being achieved. So I feel like while you were reading out the bio and you were reading out the vision, if you look at it very well, you see that it's two-faced. There is the aspect that has to do with businesses. I feel like for businesses to be able to have the right tools for them to do the things that they need to do so that they could grow their businesses to have the right digital solution. I believe that Tedbury is providing that by giving them the mm -hmm. right name and giving them the right consultation, showing them the right tools down the market in which our talent can actually deliver for them. But then there sure. is the other aspect of it, which is about the talent in itself. Mm -hmm. How do we make sure that a talent, regardless of their age, their race, their location, or their gender, can actually um, make a living and do and make a significant impact solely based on their own abilities? And this is where Tech One Million was born. The idea behind Tech One Million is to develop the next one million talents and to develop them in tech, in-demand in tech skills so that they could go ahead and be put on work placement and work globally. So this is bridging the gap and building the skill shortage gap we currently have, but also creating a way in which we could make a, a global sort of um, way of working. So you could be in, in, a, in a country, you could be in your, your own country, but then you're working for somebody else that is in a different yeah. country and you're leveraging technology to make that happen. Wow. And that's how we're achieving the vision. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> oh, thank <laughs> you for sharing that story. That is so amazing. There's just so much there to unpack. But I think what I love is you started off with the story of you as a 16-year-old, just understanding in a very simple way, supply and demand with a very simple product, but recognizing already there and, and there's a theme that I see throughout everything that you shared so far in your journey is 
there is a problem. What's the solution that people are willing to pay for that addresses that problem and begins to create opportunities for them, but also for other people. And of course, the, the business is growing. So a real focus on creating value, creating value um, in the marketplace, seeing opportunities. You've talked about scaling the team. And, and what I love most about the Tech 1 million is, so I've got to tell you very quickly, just I was having a conversation with another leader at the end of last week. And He's doing some incredible work across the globe, but also across the continent of Africa. And he said this to me, he said, Obi, if you, if you cut open my heart, what you'll see there is massive dreams for the people around me. And I just thought, wow, here's someone that really gets leadership, that really gets impact. And I'm just hearing that from you as well, Tommy. It's Tech One Million. It's not, oh, hey, what's Tech One Million? Our goal is to you know, make a million in revenue. I mean, yes, obviously you need to make money as a business, but to hear it, hey, Tech One Million is about, hey, developing a million people, giving them opportunities, creating connections, leveraging this technology, that's adding value not only to people's lives, but to the global economy. So amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And with with your vision, what I'd love to do, and I'm sure a lot of the leaders listening to this and watching this would like to know, when it comes to turning your vision into reality, and of course you're doing it already, but break it down for, for us. What are some of the principles that you are applying as a leader to turn this incredible vision into a reality that really does see the light of day and make a difference to people and organizations? Okay, so the, 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 for me, the very first thing is actually understanding why do I have to do that? The why is very important. Mm. And it's about, you know, th there's this desire and it is, there's this hunger and this curiosity that keeps pushing to, to ask you why exactly are you doing what you're doing? Why do you want to do this? Now, I, I and I'm not underestimating the challenges that I'm going to face in any way. Because So I think that's the very first thing that, I'm very well aware. And I think it's an experience. It's the best teacher. So, you know, you failed many times. You're not scared of failure. But then you understand that there's a key reason why you have to do what you have to do. For me, apart from the fact that Ted Bree actually needs the one million. Sure. I do, <laughs> do you understand? Sure, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that bit is an added factor. But I actually feel like the world needs the one. There is a huge gap. And... There, there's so many people, yeah, there's a whole lot of ed tech here, ed tech there, but then it's not just about coming, taking courses, and that's it. What happens to the coaching? What happens to holding their hands? What happens to the soft skills? What happens to the mentoring? What happens to then helping them and pushing them out for work placements outside so that people can hire them? So the way in which I sit down when I have a new idea or when I'm thinking about um, and it's not just about having new ideas. It's all about staying focused as well, because mm -hmm. everything has to work hand in hand. You can't have things that are dysfunctional. Then you, you, you'll just be everywhere. But then I take my idea and I go to the basis. I just have a blank canvas. My favorite thing to do is for me to take the business model canvas and break it into nine like that. It helps. It's oh. a very, very interesting principle. 
And I take that and I'm like, okay, so this, what is my value proposition? What exactly am I trying to do? Can I articulate it? And who is going to help me? Because there's no way you are not an island. Like I say, no matter how strong you think you are, you need mm-hmm. people, you need mm-hmm. partners, you need collaboration to be able to make, bring whatever idea you have. Otherwise, it's not big enough. Sure. But the idea to be big enough, it can't be done by just you. That is sure. a fact. If you can achieve your vision on your own, then it's not a big enough vision. Uh, it's it's right. That's enough. incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's not because yeah. yeah. So you definitely know that you need people. Now mm. it's about now knowing that you need people is something. Convincing them to, to actually follow you on your vision <laughs> is a totally different thing. Sure. So you need to, and that is what I I so much love the business model canvas. It helps you in that way. Okay, how do you convince these people? So meaning that what channels do you use in finding um, the customers that you need? How do I get someone to say? I'm going to pat away with my money and give it to you, Tommy. Sure. That's an incredible skill. Why would anyone? So I must have packed something of value, something mm. that is worth paying for, giving that to you. And that is why you would exchange, your, you know, take the value that I'm giving to you and then you give me the money. So I put all of that in the canvas, understanding what is the cost as well. So, you know, you could daydream. It's very, very easy. People, clients come to us and say, oh, I have this idea. I need to sign this ND. I'm like, don't worry, we'll sign your ND, boy. I need to tell you something. Idea is absolutely nothing. Everyone is thinking of the idea, but the execution, that is the oh. hardest thing. And that wow. is the separates people. Because people, you could think, you say, oh, you know, and this is, this is, you know, people sit down, they watch politicians do this, and we can all talk, talk, talk to the pocket. When you get there, what can you do? The execution yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> is the hardest thing. And the same thing with, with any business, any idea, any anything you're trying to realize, any vision you have that you're trying mm-hmm. to put You How do you bet that? In order for you to bet that there are so many aspects. So like I was still going through the, the, the whole canvas. So I, I will come in and I'll say, okay, what channels? So meaning that where do I find these people that will pass away with so you know it's a different thing that i know the value proposition i know the cost i know mm-hmm. what it's going to cost me to do that i know who i need to partner with but where do i find these people that will pass away with the money what channel mm-hmm. they operate so do they are they on social media are mm-hmm. they corporate organizations what is what language do they understand and when i mean language i don't mean english i mean sure. What do they, what would they respond to? Mm. What, what is the, what are the legal aspects of things that I need to look at as well in order to be able to approach them? Do I need to, you know, so all of those things, how long do they do that take? Because mm-hmm. sometimes there's some things that you need to create and it can happen immediately. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 there might be a longer process, but then you need to then have the minimum viable proposition mentality which is what can I create right now that allows me to go, but knowing that I'm not at the end of the journey, there's still a place for me to get to, but then I'm making, um, like I say that there is every step you make, there's power in progress, progress is power. So for everything you're doing, you're becoming more powerful. You're becoming, you're, you're moving closer to that dream by doing, taking one action, by attending this today, I'm moving closer to the dream. By going for the meeting, by showing up, by following up, you know, all of that Mm. allows you to move closer to the things that you want to get to. 
So in finding these people and understanding that this is what I need to do, I need to figure out what are the things I can check right now. Now, what do I need around me to help me make these things happen? And this is where you go into resources. Resources is not just about um, physical things. We're talking about people. We're talking about culture. We're talking about leadership. So, so this is where, what do I need to be able to make this happen? What mm-hmm. sort of skills do they need to have? What sort of skills do I need to develop? Because mm-hmm. also I, I, I have a, a huge part to play. Sure. I, like I said, I don't know everything. So, and I can't know everything. So what do I need to develop? What do I need to buy? When I mean buy, like bring someone that knows how to do it to mm-hmm. be able to guide me. What sort of advisors do I need? So these are things that it seems like a lot, but then mm-hmm. if you are solving something that is impactful, then mm-hmm. you have to think about things deeply. And you're not always going to get it right. Now, I won't say I've got it right. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> <was> pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> My team will tell you the days when I'm like, I'm having a headache. I'm having a headache. <laughs> and my brain just hurts. <laughs> <laughs> That's because, like, you know, you, you keep thinking and you, you hit a brick wall sure. and, you're like, and you're just still trying to push through the brick wall because, you know, you just have the, the tenacity to push through things mm. and your brain is telling you stop. Sure. Just stop. Close everything. Take a walk. Meditate. <laughs> do something. Sure, yeah. If you have to drink water, drink water. Sure. And then come back to it. And maybe you'll see with a, a clearer vision. And so it's just... I know I've said quite a few things, but there's no, I can't say that there's one thing sure. yeah, that yeah. leads to this. It's a whole lot of it. And for me, that's where the canvas really helps me because it allows me to think about nine things at the same time, but I don't have to have all the answers in one day. Yeah, yeah. I, I come back to it again, even if I've written um, different things on it and it becomes an evolving document yeah, that yeah. So as soon as I get more clarity, I come back again and I look at my vision and I pretty much enhance it. And I'm looking at the value proposition. Mm, is it sound enough? Then you do the different tests as well. Um, I, I like this one that the, there's this particular test that YC actually sets for people, which is for the things that you're doing, write it in 50 characters. How do I describe what I'm doing in 50 characters? That was my challenge. Being concise about it, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. but then yeah. you know, it's, it's actually refreshing when you can do that because it, it then means that a child can understand what you're doing without using ambiguous words and, and things like that. So yeah, so those are the things I try to do when I have a, a new idea and oh. or we are trying to um, move the current things that we are having. We're trying to just think about what's next can we do to make this even more powerful for our clients. Then we go back again and we look at it. Who are we trying to target? How do we get them? What do we need? What is it gonna cost? What are we actually doing? And how do we make sure we deliver value in the end? Amazing. Oh, wow. Uh, I've taken some great notes there. It's for you just turning this vision into reality. It's really being clear for yourself. What's your why? And and are you hungry for it? Because you said, hey, there will be challenges. And I loved that emphasis or that awareness 
that this isn't going to be smooth sailing. The journey from A to Z has lots of turns and twists along the way. You talked about not being scared of failure, needing people, but really being focused on giving value and execution, right? You can have a great ideas, but if you can't execute it, then it really means nothing. And it sounds like the use of the business model of Canvas is a great foundation to help you as an entrepreneur really think about all of the key things that you need to focus on. I'd love to explore something with you because you this sounds like a really robust foundation, but you also went into the fact that, hey, me as a person, I've got to make sure that I'm at my best. Like sometimes I've got a headache and I need to take time out and 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 meditate and walk and and make sure that I reset my own energy to to make sure that I'm giving my best. So on your journey, as a leader turning your vision into reality, how, are you, how do you make sure that you've got the right mindset to keep moving forward, to keep just enhancing your own energy, but also managing the energy of everyone in your team? So what helps you develop and maintain that mindset of really moving forward in a purposeful way? So I think it's been intentional and understanding the, the fact that you have a whole lot and you have the same 24 hours with everybody. So in as much as, you know, you, I have a company to run, I have a family as well, I have kids as well, all of it are all important. And it's mm. just all about prioritizing what needs to be prioritized as at when it needs to be prioritized. So I live a calendar lifestyle like every other leader out there. <laughs> I don't understand how you're doing it. No, I know. I hear you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be because, um, and so that's it. It's like even having, however ridiculous it sounds, I have people like maybe friends. I have a friend that I had to speak to this morning and this has been, she's been in the waiting since Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been can you just find a 30 minutes window but it's just the fact that it's so planned that when i get when if anything falls out of the plan i use that to relax and not just try to slot something else in into it oh, but, wow. so so that is important i have my netflix and chill days and i try to make sure that so you're as human as the rest of us is what oh you're yeah <laughs> 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 so it's it's all about because every if you are not fine everything else is not fine sure. and to make sure you are fine it means that you have to prioritize your health mm. you have to prioritize the way you feel you need to know what works for you for me i i know that i i feel my best when i look my best and trying to look my best means that I have to do some additional things to make that happen. So if it's the days to wake up and if it's the yoga you want to go in, put in for 10 minutes, or if it's you can go all the way to do the full 30 minutes, you feel I could get to the gym. But I don't beat myself up when I can't. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a very, very, so it's not all about, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. And even though I have things set out and I have things planned, but then if things fall out of the way, I don't beat myself up because I know that I give my all mm. whenever I need or I, every single time I try to give my all. But then you're human, like you mentioned. And so sometimes things slip and you don't have the time to do some things. Mm. I try to make sure that 
um, I, I take my, my my health and my wellness seriously as well. I have this thing on my phone, which uh, sometimes I don't. I <laughs> so this is where you have to snooze. <laughs> sure. and in order for you to snooze, to say, okay, go to bed early. I, I've said it, okay, yes, I have to go to bed at 10. And then I have to wake up at 5.30 in the morning. And then sometimes all your phones are off and things are around that time. But you still see yourself 1 a.m. Some days you're still up, 2 a.m. you're still up. But then sure. your waking up time doesn't change because you have kids to get to school. Sure. You, have, you know, you, you have things to happen. But I try as much as possible to make sure that I follow that routine as that when I can. And when I mm. can, then I can't. Um, so that's one of the things I do. I, I try not to make things. Uh, and I don't sit down and just um, scroll through the internet or just scroll through. No, 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 no. So oh, that's because I noticed that, that that was an habit. That was something that I have my, my times when I'm chilling instead of me to actually use that to have good quality time. Sometimes you find yourself um, scrolling through the Instagram reels, those things are a bit addictive sometimes and, and just seeing what everyone else is up to. But that being said, there's, there's the times when I do that, but it's not something that I try to make an habit that has to happen. You know, I, I feel like I've gotten a hang of who I am. Mm -hmm. So because I'm comfortable with that, I don't feel I'm missing out on, oh, this is happening here. I need to check what is going on. But that being said, I still make sure that just before I maybe go to bed or it could be while I'm having lunch or it could be this, then you just scroll through a little bit and mm -hmm. then you put it off, you turn it off. My clients understand as well that if you want to have a conversation, it has to be by appointment. Um, because everyone else is important to who you're important. It will be rude if I'm speaking to you and somebody else is also sure. calling or, you know, so, you know, if people understand the boundaries mm. that you, and you are, you, you're not apologetic about the boundaries because you have to keep yourself safe. You have to keep yourself, you know, you have to keep yourself healthy for yourself, for your business, for your clients, for your family. Um, then I feel like the, the different things that you have to set around that um, shouldn't be a problem. So for me, making sure that I have, to, I even have a calendar that is called um, something, something slash talk to Tommy. And that is where you have to go to actually find <laughs> and sync to my entire work and school calendar together. So, and another thing that I do is, like I mentioned, is to be intentional. So if I, if I, I, everything that happens in my kids' school, I make sure I'm there and I block my calendar house, make sure that I'm able to attend and to, you know, when they're, when they're home, I make sure that, you know, things are planned out so that I can be there for them as much as I can. And so it's just that balance that we are all trying to find. I wouldn't say I have it 100%, mm -hmm. but I'm doing my absolute best in finding it. And so far, I don't think I'm doing a bad job. It would be nice for it to be better. <laughs> <laughs> but then that, 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 those are some of the things I do. One last thing, there, there are all that, you know, there's so many activities that you, that you need to do. And I'll say, for instance, oh, I need to get this area cleaned and this and that. I would rather um, spend my time doing something else and making sure that I'm able to hire the right people to help me, to sure. support me in making my 24 hours even longer. And, sure. and those are the other ways that I do that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So leveraging the skills, the expertise of others, right? Yes. So that you can focus on 
what you need to do the most. I mean, what you shared is incredibly powerful and just starting off with this idea of being intentional. Sounds like you are very intentional about how you use your time, you know, as much as possible, intentional about uh, your energy even. Um, when you, I, I laughed earlier on when you talked about just having a calendar because one of the things that I often say is what gets scheduled gets done. And so for me, I... I don't have this list of, well, what am I doing today? I said, I've got to put it in the calendar. If it's if it doesn't have a time block where it's, okay, 11 to 11.30, then it's just a list. And then all of a sudden, I'm trying to go through and think, oh, no, I don't know if I've got enough time for this. So I love that idea of just really prioritizing yourself. And, and you said something that is such an important message to a lot of leaders. Just know who you are. I, you know what it takes to, for Tommy to be at her best, you know, uh, leaders need to understand what does it take for me to be at my best around so I can give my best to my team, I can give my best to my family, I can give my best to the things that really matter most to me. So that's an amazing mindset to, to have. I feel we could go on and on and on. You have shared some incredible things already. I've got one final question for you though uh, now. And this has taken us back full circle to that 16 year old self, 16 okay. year old Tommy. So you have, you clearly started off incredible entrepreneurial mindset. You've been on a journey, you've learned so much. If you could speak to your 16 year old self today, with all that you've learned, what's one piece of advice or what advice would you give to the younger Tommy about just leadership and about just really making visions become a reality? What would you say? I would say they're quite old. That's a whole, a whole <laughs> list. <laughs> but there's a whole list. And um, if I could just mention two of them. I, I sure. would, and I would say that life is a journey. Mm-hmm. And enjoy every single moment, good and bad. Soak everything wow. in because you'll come back and reminisce on them. So that is something that um, now being 40, looking back, I'm like, oh, wow. I wish I knew that. I wouldn't have even cried over that. I wish I, you know, sure. it's just all about understanding that life is a journey and you have to enjoy both the good and the bad. And the other thing is, and I think my 16-year-old self probably didn't know that, but probably got to know that at 22, is the fact that life, like I said, is a journey. On your way up, be kind to the people you see on your way up. Wow. Never burn any bridges because you might just need to walk that bridge again. Sure. So that is an incredible thing that, um, you know, sometimes you see people and then you go back again and you're like, oh, yeah, I met this person 20 years ago. But what impression did they have of you? Mm -hmm. Was it a good one? Was it a bad one? Because it could have led to doors opening for you. And Mm -hmm. those doors could have shut because you were impolite or you were Mm -hmm. mannerless or, or things like that. So it's important to just, you know, regardless of whoever, someone on the street, a beggar sitting on the floor, you don't know mm-hmm. where the person could be next time. So just be kind to everyone you meet as you go along your journey. Two amazing messages there. So enjoying the journey and making the most of the good and the bad and being kind to everyone along the way. And that spirit of compassion towards others 
Tommy, you certainly show that in the way you also described just really being kind to yourself as well, right? It's okay. I don't beat myself up when I get things wrong. I, I'm able to uh, move on and just recognize that I'm learning along the way. So I love that. Tommy, it, it's been fantastic speaking to you today. Thank you so much for everything that you've shared. Uh, the, the inspiring to see that that spirit that the 16 year old Tommy had is still there today and growing oh, and you. having an impact <laughs> on others and really wish you all the best with your amazing vision um, because it's a, it truly is an inspiring one uh, so thank you for sharing on thank the show you so today much for having me it was incredible speaking to you B I really enjoyed myself <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you and to all our listeners and viewers I hope you enjoyed the show and we're taking notes and figuring out how you two can turn your vision current vision a future vision into reality and remember that if you want to be a courageous and resilient leader if you want to live life on purpose and with purpose then it starts from the inside out. Have a great day and see you all on the next show.